Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Daily Dose of Everything. Today we interview Mark Gary from Platinum Real Estate Professionals and we talk to him about everything from his life growing up in Iowa to his military career and also his real estate career. All right, so we're here with Mark Gary from Platinum Real Estate Professionals. How are you doing, Mark? Good, good. Doing good today. That's good. So if I heard right, you grew up in Iowa. What could you tell us about that? Oh, Iowa. It's uh, got a shitload of snow. It's cold as hell. And uh, I don't know why anybody would want to live there. <laughs> <laughs> so the town but, you... Sorry, go ahead. It's, uh, you know, it's... The, the the best thing about growing up in Iowa was, uh, you know, it's a small town. Uh, I grew up in a small town called Sergeant Bluff, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I went, went to high school there, you know, from uh, grade school. Uh, I, I guess I moved there in fifth grade and uh, spent all my life there. Um, I went to uh, Sergeant Bluff Luton. Uh, public school and then uh, all the way up to my freshman year and then I went to a Catholic high school my sophomore and junior year mm-hmm. um, for the mere fact my 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 dad um, he actually played for Healand High Crusaders where they were national champions in uh uh, well, state champions and nationally recognized in 1961. Yeah. Um, so, um, I always wanted to play football for them. So, you know, just out of respect for my dad, I left my friends at my at Sergeant Bluff. Mm-hmm. Went to play two years in uh, for Sioux City Healing. Uh, for two years, and then I went back and joined my graduating class for my senior year. Yeah. So that is, uh, you know, and then once I graduated, um, I went into the Iowa Air National Guard right out of right after uh, high school, and uh, you know I was in the Air National Guard for ten years mm-hmm. uh, before I got out. Um, but the entire time when I was, uh, in the Air National Guard, I worked for a local box plant. Yeah. Uh, making like cardboard boxes. And then, uh, that was what I did for my entire career for 30 years. Um, I managed box plants up until 2013. And then, uh, then I would. Re- the company that I worked for got bought out, and then I just decided to go to work for my uh, wife, who was a real estate broker, mm-hmm. and just decided to sell for her. And then, I mean, then it was uh, it was kind of a nice deal because um, I always wanted to get into real estate because. When when you work for a box plant and you, I, I moved around nine times. I sold nine houses through a real estate agent, and each and every time, God, I, I can remember looking back and and the amount of money I had to pay in real estate commissions mm-hmm. 
I mean, I barely walked away with anything. Because when you move nine times, I mean, you're only in a house like one or two years. So by the time you use, go go to sell it and you're paying the commissions, man, you really don't have much left to the equity at all. So I decided that once I got into real estate and attained enough points to get my broker's license, I'd start a company up that allows people, you know, it, it gives me the ability to represent them, you know, give them full representation. Yeah. And, um, and they walk away with most of their equity in their pocket. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's kind of where I got the idea is having to pay the commissions out uh, myself personally is how I came up with my business model. Mm-hmm. And that's the one where you give a lot of commissions back, especially when people buy a home with you. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to be able to represent. I want to be able to give back whether I'm representing somebody that's selling a property or somebody that's buying a property. So. The gist of my business model is when you, I offer a full service, just like any other brokerage in the state of Utah that where I live. Mm-hmm. So when, when people list with me, I do literally everything that any other brokerage in the state of Utah offers. Open houses, um, you know, on three MLSs, uh professional yard sign I, I use professional photography you name it yeah you get everything you would with any other particular brokerage the only difference between me and them is you pay a third of what you pay to them mm-hmm. which means you know you're talking 40 to 50 percent in real estate commissions that's how much you're plan that you can bank on saving you know and that's that's a crap load of money yeah and then when I represent people that are looking to buy a new home, whether it be new construction, um, you know, existing home, investment properties, whatever, if they choose me to represent them as their buyer's agent, I get paid from the seller. So a lot of, one thing that a lot of people don't understand is the seller pays the commissions both sides, mm-hmm. buyer's agent commission and listing agent. So they're paying all the commissions. They're responsible for all the commissions in a real estate transaction. Buyer shouldn't be charged a dime. Yeah. We represent I represent buyers free. They don't they don't pay me a fee, they don't pay me nothing. I get paid from the seller. Whatever they're offering on the MLS, there's a compensation that you know when you're looking at homes, it lists on there how much they're offering to pay the buyer's agent. Usually, everybody it's either two and a half to three percent mm-hmm. of the purchase price. So what that means is, when I represent my buyer, that seller is going to pay me three percent of the purchase the the sale price of the home. So if say they're Selling their house for four hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and they're offering a three percent commission to the buyer's agent. Meaning, I'm going to bring my buyer. We're going to buy that house. I get paid three percent of that, which is 
about twelve grand. Yeah. So what I do is I give one percent of that back in cash to my client, mm-hmm. which is four grand. Four grand as a token of appreciation. And that's that's straight to the client's pocket. Like they can do whatever they want with it, right? Yeah, they can. I mean, a lot of my clients are giving examples. Um, clients that I've represented that that took advantage of that program. They, so one of them took a trip to Disneyland, took mm-hmm. the kids to Disneyland, spent, I, I think it was like $3,500. Um, one client replaced all their, all new, brand new appliances. One replaced all the carpet in the house. Mm-hmm. One, uh, I've had clients that have just stuck in the bank and saved for a rainy day. Or uh, other clients just taken and paid off debt. Yeah. And so, whatever they, whatever my client wants to do with that money, I just give them a cashier's check. They can do with whatever they want. And I tell you what, they, uh, I get more and more thank yous and five star reviews because of what I offer. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to them, and it's a big deal to me to be able to give something back. Mm-hmm. So, what initially got you like into the process of doing that? Like, what sparked that idea? That, hey, I'm going to give cash back to my buyers. Getting screwed over by a real estate agent. So mm-hmm. I was selling one particular house when I worked for the box plant. And I was only there for like a year and a half. So I didn't have anything in equity. So by the time, so when I was relocating, uh, I spent a year and a half at that plant. I had to go to a different location. So we're responsible for selling our own house. Through a real estate agent. So I hired my real estate agent. And the offer that w- that came in, uh, the market wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up under what I owed. If you Once they factored commissions in. Yeah. By the time I was said and done, I was going to lose money. I'd have to bring money out of pocket to sell my house. So I asked my real estate agent, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you, you know, reduce your commission so I don't have a short sale on my record? Because I didn't have a, I didn't have free cash. Yeah. And his answer was, no, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you got to be shitting me. So um, from that point on, I just made it a point to myself. I know what I'm doing when I retire. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do something to where people, because as a broker, I can do whatever I want. There's so many clients that I've represented that I've reduced my commission, even below what I charge now, yeah. to keep them out of the situation. That's what I like to do. And, and you know, personally, that's the right thing to do mm-hmm. because nobody else is going to do that. And I just feel that, I mean, the feeling that I get when I do something like that, I mean, that to me, that, that just makes me feel like, um, you know, it's, it's one of the best feelings ever to be able to help somebody out of a situation that, you know, personally, they didn't, put, they didn't really intend to get into that type of situation. Mm-hmm. So... It's uh, it's kind of nice to be able to do that. Yeah, and then also with you being former military, you do also do a discount for those who are former military as well, right? The 
Oh, for military? Yeah, for veterans. So I'm a veteran, obviously, from my military experience and background. Um, so a lot of veterans today don't get the benefit that they they deserve. Yeah. And one of the things as a real estate broker, I like to be able to provide them with an opportunity to save even more money. So one of the things I do is, you know, my business models, I list homes for 1% for the entire general public. Mm -hmm. But for veterans, I list their homes for a half a percent. And it's just one thing that... um, Gives them the, the ability to save as much of the equity in their home as possible and feel good about giving back to veterans because of, uh, you know, we as veterans, we, you know, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, not a lot of, uh, you know, opportunity out there or recognition, if you will. Yeah. Um, for, you know, the, just their veteran status and what they've gone through. So, I think me personally, that it, it makes me feel even better to be able to provide something like that to them. Mm-hmm. So, when you were in the military, what were you primarily doing? Like, you were with the Air Force, correct? Um, when I was in the Air Force, I was in munitions. Okay. So, I uh, armed and de-armed Air Force jets. Like, uh, our particular uh, unit, uh, we had A-7 Corsairs. Mm-hmm. And then we converted, we did a conversion to F-16 Fighting Falcons. So being able to, you know, go on TDYs. I went to a TDY up in uh, Cold Lake, Canada. Yeah. And, you know, you're talking countries, Japan, China. Everybody comes over up into Canada for this NATO exercise. Mm-hmm. You talk about the funnest experience. I mean, literally, we we took a van and strapped a canoe. <laughs> we strapped a canoe to the top of this van. <laughs> and you get a lot of TD, you know, you get a lot of free time when you're on these TDYs. So we we were staying at the barracks and we, we had a rental van. So we strapped a canoe to the top and drove out to Cold Lake. And me and a buddy of mine, we took we paddled this son bitch out all the way right to where so in Cold Lake it, 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 there's one spot where you could literally walk it's like waist deep and then all of a sudden it drops off you can, you can tell because it has all these reeds growing around where it drops off mm-hmm. so we we anchored the, the canoe there and we sat there and fished for northern pike and oh my god we had the funnest time I mean just like every time you cast out you've got a fish on and you talk, I don't know if you ever fished for Northern Pike before. No, I haven't. Those, are the, those fish fight, and they are so fun. We were laughing so hard. It was just, uh, it was probably the funnest, one of the funnest experiences I've ever had in my life. Just being in Cold Lake, Canada alone, being able to go up to Mall America when we had some free time. But that fishing expedition right there, that was... Uh, I would say that's probably one of the funnest times I've ever had in my life. Really? Mm-hmm. So yeah. where else besides Canada were you stationed? Um, let's see. We've uh, been to Turkey. Uh, St. Trude in uh, Belgium was our checkered flag base. But uh, 
Yeah, I spent some time, obviously, in basic training at uh, San Antonio, Texas. Mm -hmm. And um, I spent some time at Kelly Air Force Base in San Antonio as well. Um, Volk Field up in Wisconsin. Did a lot of TDYs up there. But um, I would say, you know, being in the Air Guard was, that was probably... uh, one of the funnest experiences of my life. I'm glad I got into the military because, you know, there, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that I've seen growing up in the military. Mm-hmm. At, at our Air Force Base, at our uh, uh, guard base in Sioux City, we actually had, I don't know if you remember, you probably you were probably too young. You're probably not even born. And we had a, a plane crash right at our airport. Uh, they even made a movie out of it. Uh, Flight 232. What year was it? Uh, 1997. Yeah, I was born in 01. Yeah. So. so we actually had a, a United uh, Air Air Flight 232. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, ever heard of, you ever heard of the Waltons, the movie The Waltons? No, I haven't. <laughs> Man. So, um, I can't, John Boy, uh, God, what was his name? I can't even think of an actor's name, but, uh, and Charlton Heston played, uh, played the pilot, Al Haynes, and I was an extra Mm -hmm. in that movie. Um, but this plane crash, Flight 232, United Flight 232, um, had like three hundred or two hundred ninety-seven people on board, hundred nine, hundred some survived. Mm-hmm. But what happened was uh, they lost the hydraulics on this plane. Yeah, and the only way that the pilot could fly it was in circles. That's how he made it into the Sioux City Airport. And this plane was coming in, and it looked like everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, but our airport was super small. Not, it was, you're talking DC 10, DC, DC 10 or DC 7. Anyway, huge plane. Yeah. Bigger than our airport can handle. But we're the only airport close by that they could land at. So this plane's coming in. And it's coming in, it looks like going to have a perfect landing. The minute it touched down, the wing tipped, hit the ground. And this plane cartwheeled into flames, throwing passengers into the cornfield. So once the plane settled and was in flames, mm-hmm. you know, we had A7 pilots that, that taxied down, getting ready to take off that they held up. So all the pilots shut their planes down, jumped out to go help any survivors that they could find. You know, you're talking pilots carrying kids out of the fuselage mm-hmm. um, and people walking out of the cornfield that had been ejected from the plane. That's crazy. Jeez. I mean, for the longest time, there was so many people that, that in the guard unit that were screwed up, started smoking again because they were of everything that they Yeah, seen just the things they day. saw. I mean, geez. Imagine all. So our... Alert hangar and uh, bomb dump was full of caskets trying to, you know, the 
the bomb dump was set up for as a morgue, mm-hmm. you know, with dental, you know, viewing dental records of people trying to identify them. I mean, it's probably the most horrific experience ever. Yeah. But, um, so there's, I got a lot of memories from it. Uh, a lot of good ones, but a lot of, a lot of bad ones too. Mm-hmm. So what originally got you to go and join the military? Like, was it a family member or how'd you really get into it? Well, just, um, it was out of, uh, sheer luck. Mm -hmm. My, uh, well, like I said, my wife was a broker. And when the company got bought out, the the box plant that got bought out, a box company that got bought out, um, they wanted me to move to California. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't ready to. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even want to move to California. Yeah. So I uh we got talking and decided that I'd just retire and get my real estate license mm-hmm. and go to work for her. Selling real estate out of for her company. Mm-hmm. And then sorry, and she didn't really she didn't really do she didn't sell. She got her broker's license. Um because she has a lot of rental properties, mm-hmm. and her folks have a lot of rental properties. So in order for her to manage them, she had to have a broker's license. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why she attained hers. And it was just so, I was just fortunate enough that, okay, I can go to work for her. I started selling residential for her, even though she never did it before. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd do an occasional deal for a friend or family member, whatever, but... Uh, and then for her own personal experience, you know, being able to represent herself to buy additional rental properties. So then um, I decided I'm going to start building her company up and eventually build something to where we can both, you know, benefit from. Mm-hmm. So that's when I came up with the idea of the 1% and giving the 1% back because, you know, I went to the division of real estate to figure out how I could give this money back because in real estate you can't pay an unlicensed person a commission. Yeah. But the division simply pointed to me and said, well, way what you can do is once the transaction closes, it becomes a brokerage's money. Mhm. So, once that happens, it's like you can do whatever whatever you want with it. So I said, perfect. They they just suggested that I call it a rebate, mm-hmm. and that allows me. That's where I got the one percent cash back rebate uh, idea from. So now I can sell houses for one percent and give the one percent cash back, which is something that not nobody else does in the state of Utah. Mm-hmm. that I'm aware of. So it's a, it provides me to have a company that does something that nobody else does. Yeah. And yeah, I got to I got to sell three times as many properties as your typical real estate agent. But I'm busy year round and my clients are the ones solely benefiting from let me represent them. Mm-hmm. And then I'd also imagine with you having like the best deals in pretty much all the state of Utah and giving all this money back to them as, once they buy a home, I bet you that you have lots of repeat customers. You have them referring to family and friends. Oh, shit, dude. I have 
I have clients where um, I've represented mom and dad, all of their kids, uh, several times now. Mm-hmm. And everybody, once, you know, there's a lot of skepticism. Yeah. Because when you're talking real estate, nobody else, when when nobody else does what I do, you know, this world is full of scams. Yeah. And so you, there's a lot of skepticism that you got to get, get over and get around because everybody, you know, one of the biggest things is everybody thinks, what's the catch? There, there's got to be something to it. Yeah, just kind of a too good to be true situation. Exactly. That's, you know, some of my clients actually use that phrase. And I'm like, you know what? Um, I have over 153 five-star reviews now. Mm-hmm. So that's helped quite a bit get over that skepticism because I've had s- several hundreds of clients that have used us and found out it's the real deal. Yeah. You know, they really, they're the ones that really understood that there there isn't anything to be skeptical of. It's something that it's it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. I mean... Real estate agents, and you know, there's a lot of a lot of good real estate agents out there, mm-hmm. but they just think different than I do. Yeah, I think that one percent is more than fair in regards to compensation. You know, I get real estate agents come up to me all the time saying, "Man, you're you're pimping yourself out, or you know, you're you're disrupting the entire real estate industry by doing what you do," and I'm I'm like. I don't give a shit mm-hmm. because I feel good about what I do. Every transaction I do, and I go to the closing table, the settlement table, where their people are, they see their settlement statement and see the difference between what they paid the buyer's agent and what they paid me. Yeah. That is what gives me the satisfaction of doing what I do. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps bringing the referral business to me because they just experienced saving over 10 grand, 12 grand. There's, I think the highest I've ever saved somebody is 20 grand in real estate commissions. That's insane. It's insane is right. But I don't deserve that equity. Yeah. That belongs to the, the, the seller, my client. Mm-hmm. Because they can, they should be allowed to. I mean, they worked hard for to gain that equity in their house. Mm-hmm. The service I provide, one percent is it pays my fees as a real estate broker to the local boards that I belong to to allow me to continue passing on savings to all my clients mm-hmm. and provide them a service that nobody or that. Everybody else provides, but at a third of the cost. Yeah. The, so from my perspective, I have the best. I have a, the best experience and best deal in the state of Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's nobody else does that, and I think that really shows like the type of person you are that you're willing to give up like a third of your commission just to help out people. That's right. And I think that really does say a lot about what there's kind of- not like, there's no companies out there that you know I think from you know after you know growing up and and selling houses I think they they forget who their really clients you know truly 
what their clients really mean to them. I mean, without our clients, we're we're nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have clients, you're not in business. And I think we forgot over time the importance of that. You know, I'm not saying that um, that it's. I don't know what I'm trying to say. All I know is that's, to me, the right way to do business. Mm-hmm. Is I, I, I probably get it from my dad. My dad would probably give you, well, I know for a fact, my dad give you a shirt right off his back. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just how I was raised. I got Midwest values, ethics, um, you know, growing up through the military. And, you know, you... you, you, you I don't know. I just, that's how I was raised to care for people Mm -hmm. and to do whatever I can to help them out. That's just how I was raised. I can't change that. Never will. Because I feel damn good about what I do. Mm -hmm. And yeah, am I ever going to get rich off real estate? No. I'll never, ever be rich off of real estate. But that's not what I intended when I got into real estate. Mm -hmm. I intended to give me something to do to keep me busy. Provide something to clients to allow them to keep as much equity as possible. I get paid a small fee, which allows me to continue with my business yeah. and pay my real estate fees to my uh, local real estate boards to allow to represent more and more clients down the road so they can walk away with as much money as possible instead of paying in commissions mm-hmm. and not ever have to experience anything less than they'd get with any other real estate agent. That's what makes me happy about what my business is all about. Mm-hmm. And so do you think if you, if, or if Platinum Real Estate wasn't doing this, would anyone else ever end up doing it? Or um, I think in, a, in, in today's world, um, even now that people know I'm in their market, mm-hmm. They will do it on a case-by-case basis. So if they're competing with me, they'll do it just to try to grab the business from me. Yeah. But like I said, I don't think that's very business-minded because um, if you're not doing it all the time as part of your business model, Mm -hmm. who are you kidding? I mean, either do it or you don't. Yeah. And I just think it's all for the wrong reasons when they have to do it. That's the big difference. They have to do it versus want to do it. Mm-hmm. They only have to do it because they're competing with me. And to be honest with you, I give 110% to every client. I'm, and I'm not saying real estate agents don't either. Mm-hmm. I just think there's different um, motive behind it. Yeah, It's all about money for them. To me, it's all about care of the client and them walking away with more money than I'm paying, getting paid. Because mm-hmm. a lot of my clients do, they walk away with more money than I am. Yeah, and that's that makes me feel fantastic inside. Mm-hmm. Because I know that referral is going to lead to more and more continued business, and that's how I stay in business. Yeah, and I feel good about that. No, I think that's really good because you're able to recognize like, hey, maybe I give up or I give away more money right now. But down the road, it's only going to bring in more. And it's just going to create repeating customers and repeating clients and referrals and all that. Yeah. And, you know, in the more and more clients that I represent, the more and more money I save people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Every client I represent, I'm saving them a ton of money. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I do uh, year-end results, like Facebook Live. I'll do a, a video on how much I uh, saved my clients. You get all these other brokerages that are how much revenue and sales I generated this year. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. That that number on how much I did in sales don't mean anything to me. The only matter money the only figures that matter to me is how much I saved my clients year over year for the twelve months for that year and how much I gave away in rebates to the clients I represented all year. Those are the two figures I share. Mm-hmm. Nothing more. Because those are the only two things that matter to me. That's really good. So we're kind of getting pretty far into it. And so to close it out, I want to start a little tradition on this podcast. And so I'm going to ask you a question. You have one week to live. During that week, what do you want to do? If money's not an issue, you just go do whatever you want with whoever you want. Spend time with my family. With your family? Yeah. I mean, without, without without being raised... Um, the way I was raised from the Midwest and from my dad, um, you know, I learned a lot from him. I I was raised right. Mm -hmm. Is people matter. Family matters. And without friends and family, what's the point of, the point of life? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I live my life. And if I had a week left, I'd uh, in, spend it enjoying the time with the people that I grew up with and was raised with and just uh, experience as much as I could in my endless days, mm-hmm. if you will. So, absolutely. All right, Mark. Well, it was really great talking to you. I appreciate you taking the time to All do right, this. All right, Well, thanks for interviewing me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet.